0: O magyanati mirandasya dhyananjana salakaya chakshurumilitaṁ Militam smai sri gurve namaha namauṁ viṣṇupadāya krishna pristāya bhūtale Swami śrī bhakti vairānta prabhupārāyache namaha gurvāgyam śrī rasidhāryam Shaktyavesha swarūpine Hare Krishnati Mantrena Paschacha Prachatarine Bhishpa Charja Prabha Jaja Dibya Karunya mutaye Sri Bhagavata Madhuja Gita Jnana Pradaine Gaura Sri Rupa Saraswati Nishevine Radha Krishna Pradam Bringaya Guru namaha Devam Dibya Tanum Vadanam Balaka chelanchitam sandranandapuram Sadeka varanam bairagya vidyam budhim Sri Siddhanta nidhim subhaktilasitam Sarasvatanam varam pandetam Subadam Adeka saranam nyachishvaram sridharam Sri Guripashnab Guru Paramparaki jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrindaki jaya Oh,
1: welcome, everyone. It's nice of you to all come. Some of you from distant places, and all of you taking some trouble to come here. But our lives should be so troubled to take time and effort and energy to come to holy places and sing about uh, God and and his devotees. We should take some trouble. So, first I would like to say that a number of you uh, wrote something and it was published on the internet. Um, Baladev Das did a nice service as he does annually now in um, making a a web page to record those and make them visible for everyone. And um, I appreciated uh, everything that everyone wrote. I r- I've read everything. And um, and some of them were more uh, eloquent and philosophical, and some of them are more simple. And with regard to the more simple ones, I remember my godbrother... Um, Sripad go to another sringamard, telling me a story of how, in the last days of Prabhupada's manifest pastimes in Vrindavan, on one occasion he was seated with Prabhupada and two other sannyasis, and in the it, at that time uh, we were with Prabhupada 24 hours, and there were kirtan shifts and so on. So it was on one of those occasions, and he was apparently on a shift with two other sannyasis, And so Prabhupada asked, he said, can you say something, glorify the Guru? And so these other two swamis were pretty learned. They're not swamis today, so that might tell us something. But anyway, they eloquently came out with many wonderful verses, glorifying the Guru. And the Shekhar Maharaj was quiet. And so Prabhupada turned to him and said, you can't say anything, and he said, (laughs) Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Mati Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namane Amaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pacharane Nirvishesha Sunyavadipas Chachade Satarane So actually, he didn't know very many verses at the time, or he couldn't think of any, and he was a little embarrassed to have offered that pranam, which of course everybody knows, and everybody would we would sing practically every kirtan. So Prabhupada said, very nice, but you should also learn some more. So for those whose offerings were simple, very nice. I appreciate uh, their uh, heartfelt expressions, but try to learn. We have many books, and... And uh, you should take a little trouble to learn a little something. Uh, some terms, some, some concepts, that will be helpful. The other side, of course, is that uh, for those of you who were more eloquent and learned and so forth, I appreciated those offerings as well very much. But you should be careful not to become like those other two swamis. <laughs> so s- simply the book knowing and, and all, that is not uh, sufficient. should give our hearts. So, with that, um, now, for the past few years, I have been lecturing on this occasion from the Gurvastakam of Sri Vishwanath Chagavati Thakur. And uh, this year we're, the first year I lectured on the seventh verse, wrote something about it, it was published and having done that I thought let well, I me mean, I should do one of these talk on one of these each year. So last year then I began at, at the beginning we talked on the first verse. So today this year we're gonna discuss the second verse of Vishwanath Chakraviti Thakur's famous Guru Vishwanath Vishvanath Thakur, of course is a great acharja in our disciplic succession, who was a century or so after the six Goswamis and is said very much to have embodied the uh, essence of, of Rupa Goswami. He's one of the few persons who at a later date, this is again, maybe a century after uh, Rupa Sanatana beca- has become acknowledged universally as a um, Gaudiya Vaishnava, a charge whatever he says. Anyone can quote anywhere in Gaudiya and it would be accepted as authoritative. Mm-hmm. So he's written some very nice prayers, Gurvastakam, eight prayers glorifying the Guru. And in the second verse he sings,
0: (laughs) Mahaprabhu Kirtanantya Gita Vajitramadhan Manasora Sena Romanchakampashuttaraṅgavajo Vandeguro-siccara-nāra-vindam
1: So most of you know this and have sung it many times. (coughs) This poem and this verse within the poem. It has uh, deep meaning. In this verse, Viswana Chakurditāku speaks overtly about the sadhaka-deha, the practitioner's body of the Guru. As you know from, or should know, from Bhaktira-samrita-sindhu echoed in chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami. There are two bodies for the Vaishnavas. One is the practitioner's body and one is the perfected spiritual body, external body and internal body. In his Guru Vastakam, he also speaks about the Siddhadeha. Deha. He alludes to both. In the sixth verse, he speaks about the Siddha Deha. He alludes to both in the seventh. But here in the second verse he speaks directly about that. The sadhakadeha deha of the Guru. We all have, who are initiated into Gaudiya Sampradaya, a sadhaka Sadhaka means practitioner and deha means body, the body of a practitioner. Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami pens the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the Antilila where he tells us that the body that we receive at the time of initiation is very extraordinary. Mahaprabhu in that Leela is speaking to Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Goswami had come from Vrindavan to rendezvous with Mahaprabhu in Puri. And along the way, coming through the jungle, he drank some contaminated water and it caused his body to break out in sores. And when he arrived in Puri, he was thinking that, how unfortunate I am. I've come here to have the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but just see my condition. I'm untouchable in one sense because i had been ostracized from the Brahmin community as he was for accepting service in the government of the uh, uh, Muslim rulers at the time. And secondly, practically speaking, look at my Deha, my body. It's offensive. And Mahaprabhu Sri Dev is so merciful that I have the experience Previously in Benares, when I met him there, he embraced me. At that time, I had escaped from the Muslim prison and had traveled across the country for quite some time. And I was uh, had uh, kept myself like a... uh, What do they call them? Dervish? Dervish or uh, waqir. Like a Muslim... Mystic, long hair and a beard, and and uh, for good reason, of course, because he was a, had escaped from the prison, and he didn't want to be apprehended. And when he came to the door of uh, Chandrasekhar and Mahabhu, said, "There's this saint at the door. Let him in." He opened the door and he said, "There's not a saint. It's just this fuck here." Mahabhu said, "No, don't, don't bring him in." Sanatana Puru came in and Mahabrabhu embraced him. So he had that experience. Mahabrabhu looked beyond any externals. And so he was afraid that Mahabrabhu would embrace him again in Puri. But here his body was full of broken, uh, uh, open sores and so forth. And he thought this is, uh, it would be inappropriate and offensive. So he had a thought to throw himself under the cart of Jagannath, the Ratha Yatra cart, a kind of a Vaishnav suicide in this great spiritual religious festival of Puri. An omniscient as he is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu intervened. He told him first, if I thought I could get Krishna just by committing suicide, I would have killed myself many times over already. Hmm? That's nothing, such a small thing. Ego death, that's another thing, that's a big thing. That's very hard. That's what we have to undergo to get Krishna. Just to get a passport to get Krishna. Still, then, still needing a visa. This is the groundwork, so to speak. Breaking the ground. <laughs> so, that is difficult. Mahaprabhu said, I would have killed myself a thousand times over if I thought I could get Krishna like that. No, it's not so easy. And moreover, I have many things I want to do. Through your body, and you should know," he said. "Diksha kali, bhaktakore, atma samarpana. Diksha kali means at the time of diksha, at
0: the time of initiation. Diksha kali bhaktakore, atma samarpana. When the devotee makes
1: himself a sharnagata, a surrendered soul, to be abused." by Sri Guru, <laughs> as it, would be, uh, would it might appear to our mind or friends <laughs> to be abused for His purpose, the purpose of Krishna. I've commented on this before, this may take some time. At the time of initiation it may take some time to fully fructify what is the import of that whisper into the ear, that giving of the beads and so forth that we call, that, that we see formally as initiation. Take some time for the full import of that to manifest, hmm? to bring about the, the, the necessary change in our life, in our hearts. But when it happens, Mahaprabhu said, se deha, that body of the initiate,
0: se deha kari ta it becomes chidananda, we cannot understand this,
1: but it has been clearly stated by Mahaprabhu himself through the pen of Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. One's sadaka deha becomes chidanandamai, spiritual. Sripad-Vishwana Chakavati Thakur in another place has been very strong on this point. In his commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, writing about the liberation of Dhruva Maharaj, there it is mentioned, a step down the head of death, entered into the Vaikuntha ba- airplane and went to the spiritual world in his very same body. Vishuddha Chakravati Thakuray has commented very clearly there, the sadhaka-deha, the practitioner's body, becomes spiritualized, proportionate to how we use our body, which means our senses and the internal organ, our mind. In relation to spiritual sense objects in the service of Krishna, our body becomes spiritualized. And to the extent that we remain preoccupied with material sense objects, it remains material. This is a great mystery. We simply must accept it from scripture. I believe Sanatan Goswami Prabhupada has also emphasized this point in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita commentary. So there's much authority behind this idea. We should try to consider it. What is the value of initiation? What 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 what, has, what uh, opportunity has come my way? How I should take advantage of that? What is this se- practitioner's body? How it can be fully spiritualized? This is being discussed in this verse of Vishwamitra Thakur when he says, "Mahaprabhu ke gita." He says the spiritual master. He is engaging the kirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu, kirtana, nritya-gita. He's dancing and singing in the kirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is a gaur-lila. Gaur-lila is also very, very esoteric and very difficult for us to understand. We shall hear things about it from authoritative sources and simply accept it and understand it by going there only. In Goloka, there are many divisions. And the center of the lotus of Golok <coughs> is, is the Braj mandal in Vrindavan. And inside of that, Svetadweep, Goloka, and a bridge, Nabadweep is found another Swetha it's often referred to as Swetha Dweep means pure island white island and that Nabadweep and Vrindavan are non-different some differences in appearance but non-different in, in, in substance in what fuels them what, what, what they're ultimately about in the Nitya lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in Goda Mandala, a circle of Gore's influence, all of his associates are there. Some of them are gods, like Nitananda Prabhu, Advaita, personifications of his Shakti, like Gadadhar, Shivas, and a multitude of devotees, liberated devotees. It's a land of liberated devotees. Engage in spiritual practice. In Vrindavan side, we don't find everybody engaged in serious spiritual practice there. Kirtan is there, but not in the same way as in Nabadweep. Sankirtan at the house of Sri Vastakur, led by Mahaprabhu, all the devotees gathering together, glorifying Krishna, Radha Govinda. So this Nabadweep is dotted with ashrams everywhere. Thousands and thousands of ashrams. And all the gurus have their ashram. And there may be ashram inside of an ashram. Inside of an ashram. Inside of an ashram. Do you understand? Like when Mata Jashoda looked inside Krishna's mouth and saw the whole universe. And in that universe, she saw Krishna and herself looking inside his mouth. And inside that, again, Krishna and another mother you saw there. So, this, we cannot understand this in a linear way. But ashram inside of ashram inside of ashram. The guru is the guru and the guru is the disciple. But the Guru Mandala has so many ashrams, unlimited ashrams. And the Guru's ashram, his monastery, in this world, is an expansion of that. Where the deity of Gaur, Mahaprabhu, Nitanandaphu, Radha Gubinda, in the service of Gore are established, that is not an ordinary place. And those that come and assemble, if we establish the deity and serve him nicely, we simply wait for him to bring his servitors we will do all the service. And then he will see we are qualified for other services. Bring somebody to do that. Bring someone to do that. Bring someone to do this. And so many devotees will assemble. We should try to see that our Guru's ashram, this is part of the uh, Navadviptam, extension of Navadviptam in this world, Hmm? to live there, to visit there, to go there. That is a very special place. And those who live here, for example, in this ashram, how would they relate to those who come here? How did the the, the brajabhasis relate when Kumar entered? Hmm? Of course, they were shocked at first because he put Krishna in a trance, but hmm? when they understood that they had come for the pleasure of Krishna and that they were giving pleis- Krishna great pleasure, oh, then immediately embraced them, accepted them, honored them. We should see our Guru's ashram like this. And we should understand that when we become fully Krishna conscious, we will find ourselves in that same ashram, and the Guru will be there, in the Sadhaka Deha, perfected Siddhadeya. He will look a little younger, a little thinner, <laughs> young, like a Brahmin Kishore but he will resemble, you will recognize. Oh, same. Mm -hmm. So, you all have such a form also. It's this form, slightly adjusted. You may turn into a male, but you'll still look similar. Mm -hmm. Everyone there, coming from here, a brahman Kishore means a young boy. Mahaprabhu is there, Nityananda Prabhu Mm Dveta, the three Prabhus, service to them, Every now and then our opportunity comes for direct service. Otherwise we stay in our ashram with our Guru and do Sankirtan. Follow Mahaprabhu Sankirtan, follow his Leela. And following his Leela means going with him to go up to, to Vrindavan when he goes in his ecstasy and coming back. So when
0: Vishwana Chakabdhi Thakur says, Mahaprabhu Kirtanana Nitya Gita Vajitramadhan Manasora Sena He's talking about this perfected sadhuka deha. What is that perfection? Manaso rasena.
1: Manaso rasena. His mind becomes like fire. If an iron rod is put in the fire and you touch it, you will say, I touched the fire. Not an iron rod. His mind is in touch with Krishna consciousness, with the essence of Krishna consciousness, with with bhava, with spiritual sentiment, spiritual emotion. And when his mind is in touch with that, hmm, then it becomes like that, hmm, fluid, liquid. It melts. What does Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu say? There's another verse. He says... Bhav means Sudha Satva Visheshatma. Next line. Third line. Ruchi Bhish Ruchi Bhish Chid. Mashrina. Mashrina means like softening, melting. Certain taste comes in the, in the mind is softened. This is called bhava. The mind is softened. It means all the constructs of the mind have, have, have melted. You become very flexible. With this melting, some desires come. Bhagavad prapti abhilas, Bhagavad prapta abhilas, anukul abhilas, sordh abhilas. These desires come. The desire for attaining Bhagwan in a particular way. And one thinks, I want to do only f- 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 favorable to Bhagawan, to Krishna, in terms of my sentiment. And sorradabilas means desire for companionship, close uh, bosom uh, type friendship with the Lord. This is what his mind is uh, transformed such that these desires arise. And then this is cultivated. This is a bhava bhakti. The cultivation of that bhava-bhakti, of course, turns into prema-bhakti. Hmm? But once that bhava-bhakti has come, this sadhaka-deha that is very uh, uh, is very—is it is the is full import, I should, I should say, of this statement of Mahaprabhu that at the time of initiation, this body becomes chidanam-namai, is realized. And what are the symptoms, then? This is what Vishwam the Thakur is talking about. In bhakti, bhakti is a cultivation, a culture. And in that culture, there are two aspects. There are, how do you say, activities and emotions. bhava bhavarup. The activities beget emotions. And then the emotions will also beget further activities. If we sing and chant about Krishna, and dance and raise our hands and so forth, in time, some spiritual emotions will come. Then, based on those spiritual emotions, dancing will go on. Singing will go on. That later singing and dancing, that is different than the singing and dancing that brought that about. In the beginning, we'll sing and dance because we know we should sing and dance. We've heard it, heard the philosophy. It's an attractive idea, so we put it into practice. But in time, when we become purified and the Shuddha Shatva comes in our, awakens in our heart, Mind is transformed. We no longer have any resistance to Krishna. We are ready to be just led around. Take me. Engage me. Then a singing and dancing will be of another nature. We call this uh, anubhav. So when he says Mahaprabhu kirtan, the kirtan of Mahaprabhu, he's talking about the spiritual master engages in this. And he plays instruments and sings, dances. Vaditra and uh, nritya, Gita. nritya means to dance, Gita means to sing. Vaditra means he he plays musical instruments. Sings and dances in the Kirtan of Mahaprabhu. These, these are the anubhavs of Kirtan rasa. Now, we should not misunderstand that the Guru is a musician and a dancer find a good singer, a good dancer, uh, who talks about Krishna, and we found a perfect guru. (laughs) Look for those symptoms. Actually, to the contrary, Sridhar Maharaj once said, Bhakti Raksa Siddhadeva Goswami Maharaj, he said that, uh, oh, if the the guru is a good singer, that's potentially problematic because people may be attracted simply to the good voice. You know, he himself had a certain ex- an experience in this regard. When at the time of the passing of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the Thakur, Sridhar Dev Svami guru, asked that he sing the song Sri Rupa Manjari, Sri Rupa Manjari Pada. He began to sing, but his voice was uh, not uh, uh, the best musical voice. So, the, one of the other devotees stopped him and asked another devotee to sing who had a nice voice. But Sridharmash stopped the second devotee and said, I don't want to hear this, or, or Bhakti stopped. I don't want to hear the sweet voice. I want to hear Sridharmash chanting. He himself, Sarsati Thakur, we have been told, used to sing off key. We've been told sometimes he used to sing off key purposely. You have to understand the climate, Then in Bengal, in Navadvip, in this world, there are many kirtan parties, professional kirtan parties. In ISKCON, one year, the devotees organized a kirtan competition <laughs> in Navadvip, and they invited so many parties, kirtan parties, from all over Navadvip to come. On a big stage and do kirtan, and some of the Iskon temples, ISKCON Chicago, ISKCON Los Angeles, ISKCON London, and so forth, they brought their best kirtaniers onto the stage and uh, they chanted for 20 minutes, half an hour, and they were judges who were, made the uh, determination who who was the uh, best kirtan. Agni Dev won. <laughs> <laughs> But Prabhupada stopped it. Also, he didn't. He, he didn't find it to be that uh, good of an idea. Many of those kirtaneers were, of course, professional kirtaneers. They could sing and 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 charm you with their singing and sweet voice, and hold a harmonium on a strap and dance and <laughs> for hours and finish and smoke, drink coffee and. What, who knows what else? So it's not just for singing. It's not what Vishwam Chakritaku is saying. Find a good singer, a good dancer. In Hari Bhakti Vilas, some of the qualifications of guru are mentioned. There it's written that the guru should be a householder. And one householder, gentleman from a caste Goswami family once I was visiting with, brought that up to me. He said, Hari Bhakti he said, and we follow that more strictly than anyone in our group, he said. It is mentioned that the guru should be a householder rather than a, a yati, a sannyasi. I said, are you trying to make a point? Obviously my guru is a sannyasi. <laughs> you know, you, maybe you're trying to be subtle, but uh, I don't appreciate it. I said, Guru <laughs> Hai. Hari Bhakti Villa says many things for time and circumstance, consideration. But the spirit of, of the thing is given by Mahaprabhu himself when he says, <speaking on the ground> He said, it doesn't matter if my if guru is a sannyasi or a householder, a brahman, a sudra, it doesn't matter if he knows Krishna, he's my guru, whatever his status I quoted that. He said, oh, that means only Siksha Guru. (laughs) I said, that means only your interpretation. We don't follow that. Later, a friend of mine told me that he did the same thing to him, but my friend knew that verse from Hari Bhakti Vilas. And he said, yes, and the second part of that verse says, and he should be (laughs) good-looking. Is that important too? Or maybe now you're disqualified, who will say whether you're good-looking or not? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who will be? Who will determine?
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so it is not any material qualification that uh, gives us the opportunity to serve in this capacity. Vishvanatha Chakravarti Thakur is not talking about a good singer, a good dancer, a, a good uh, musician. When he says "Mahaprabhu kirtan Nitya Sena," he says his mind is absorbed in. Uh, bhav in love and on the basis of this these things are happening he's singing he's dancing in the kirtan of Mahaprabhu not any other dancing and singing he has no interest in that and then what else does he say Romancha Kampashru Taranga Bhajo Vande Guru Sitchar Romancha kampa shru Taranga as I mentioned, bhakti is both action and the effect of action in, the, in terms of the, the culture, Anushilanam, the culture of devotion. So the effect of action, of hearing and chanting, is emotions. That means sadhana bhakti has as its goal what? bhava-bhakti. So we don't get lost here. We're doing something. We're going somewhere, and it's not the Los Angeles or San Francisco or this place or that place. We may be doing that, but we should be doing that just out of habit. But internally, if we are a sadhaka, we should be going somewhere else, pursuing, making progress on the inner landscape. The Bhakti Dasamrita Sindhu is there in the books giving us the map. Like when you go into the mall, there's the map. So everything is and you are here. You should know. That's why a little that little knowledge can be helpful. Here's where I am on the map and I'm actually in the mall. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I have somewhere to go. So in a basic sense, the, the, the journey on Sadhana Bhakti ends in Pabha Bhakti. So we should try to see in our daily pursuit we're getting somewhere, we're going somewhere. And that's going to require two things. Some idea what the what the goal is, some interest in it, and the willingness to retire other interests. So this is very important. He says here, Bishwana Chakravdhi Thakur, that with regard to the effect of sadhana, which is bhava. He's mentioned these anubhavs. Anubhavs are like movements of the body that are voluntary. But they are movements that are involuntary. We call those sattvicabhavs. These sattvikabhavs are eight in number. When the mind... Is transformed by Bhav. Then it it rides on the body, within the body, on the life heirs, the pran. It means it takes over that body, rides on the life heirs. And the life heirs come in touch with the basic elements of the body, as they were explained and understood by the ancients, by the sages. We have Bhumir, Apo, and by Krishna himself, Analo, Vayo, Kam. These are the basic uh, gross material elements. Earth, water, fire, air, sky. So these uh, elements are within the body. There's solidity and liquidity and there's heat and so forth. There's air that makes for movement and so on. So when this bhava, riding on the... The pran. The pran is of course you, your, in a sense. It's, 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 your, it's, materially speaking, it's your, your, your life essence. You're taking over that, riding on that. And when it comes in touch with earth, mm-hmm. then the body can become stunned. When it comes in touch with the liquid element, mm-hmm. then tears can come in profusion. When it comes in touch with the fire element, then perspiration can come. Mahaprabhu perspired blood. Extreme. When it comes in touch with the with the uh, air, then it can be a swoon, passing out, and then a faltering of the horripilation uh, 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 hair standing on end, uh, trembling, faltering of the voice. If the bob comes very just a little bit, there will be horripilation hair standing on end. If it becomes an average way, medium way, then it will cause the trembling. And very intensely, choking of the void. Gadgada! Hm? Joga yoga moha, moha. Mahaprabhu couldn't say Jagannath. Like this. So these are yeah, uh, effects of bhav that come uh, without, they're not they're uncontrolled, they come of their own accord. This bhav rides the, the pran and causes this to happen. And these are, these, and the singing and dancing also, these anubhavs, these are the ornaments of the sadhakadeha. This means, oh, you've become beautiful through your sadhana. You can get this bhav in two ways, by practice of sadhana bhakti and by mercy. Mercy can come from the verbal blessing of a Vaishnava or Krishna. It can come from uh, hearts well wishing, like Nard well wishing Prahlad when he was within, within the womb, in different ways. We, I can tell you, I'll give you some mercy. We should count on it coming through practice. This is my mercy to you practice. Don't live your life like you're going to win the lottery. (laughs) That's not a good idea. It might happen. But get a good job. Hmm? (laughs) So you do your spiritual practice. Exercise your sadhakadeha. And don't just exercise the outside of the sadhakadeha. You have to exercise the heart. There has to be some change. These symptoms, tears, Hair standing on end, and so they come in different ways. They may come out of out of affection when the when the prominent dominant emotion of the devotee rules in a particular way. uh, um, These symptoms may come, or in relation to a secondary, but uh, dominant dominant sentiment or the secondary sentiment gona rasa, Baba will come, or it may come because it's stored up inside. May have a dream and it may come. Or in a third way it may come. It means snigda, digda and what? Ruksha. Ruksha means like, snigda means out of affection, digda means like um, out of accumulation. It's stored there from the past. It comes. Krishna wasn't present. Mother Yashoda had a dream about Putana and she was trembling Hmm? like that. Or... Ruksha means harshness or dry. It means it may come, this crying and t- hair standing on in the particular, these two, others perhaps with these two, may come in someone who doesn't really have bhakti. So, just as we are to not look for a musician or a dancer for our guru, <laughs> we aren't to look only for someone who's crying and exhibiting symptoms of ecstasy. There's a nice verse in Srimad Bhagavatam in this regard. Shanaka Rishi, speaking to the sages,
0: he says, ayur harati Sam udyanastam chayanaso yachano nita
1: You see, with the rising and the setting of the sun, everyone's duration of life is being taken away. Life as you know it. I'm so-and-so from such-and-such. These are my likes and dislikes. All that's being taken away, dissipated. It's a disappearing act. With the rising and setting of every sun, for everyone, except, he says, those who are always singing and chanting about Krishna. And then he says, what use is the croaking of the frog. (laughs) Hmm? What use of the tongue croaking like a frog, speaking or singing, if it's not singing about Krishna? It only invites his death. Snake will hear it and say, oh, he's over there. (laughs) He says, what is the the value of breathing? If you're not breathing for Krishna, he said, "The, the bellows of the blacksmith also breathes. What is the value of a silk turban of the king? He says, if it's not bowed down before the Lord. He speaks about all the senses, the the knowledge-acquiring senses, and the senses of action. And he says, all these things moving, exercising themselves in ways that are unrelated to Krishna, Hmm. is meaningless life. Bhagavad bhakti hi nasya jati shastram japatapa apanasya vadehasya mundanam lokaram janam. Another place it is mentioned. That life that is devoid of Bhagavad bhakti, even if it has so many other things, learning, education, disqualification, that, good birth, good looks, it's nothing but a dead, dead body flapping. Like a chicken with his head cut off, just running around. No purpose, no aim. So after speaking like this, powerfully, about the importance of engaging our bodies, it means our senses, in Krishna's service, then he says another thing, He speaks about the internal organ now the chitta, the mind, the heart, within. And in effect he's saying, even if all these things are engaged, if your head is engaged in bowing down, your tongue is engaged in glorifying Krishna, he said, but you're doing this repeatedly, but there's no change in your heart. There's no transformation, no vikara. And what kind of transformation? All these sattvika bhas, he says. If there's no tears, no hair standing on end, no ecstasy, he said, what is the value of that? It means, oh, you're doing these things, but so you're not doing it right, making some offense. So Nam Prabhu will not fully give his mercy. Some offense may be in the background, some offense may be in the foreground. But this verse is interesting. Because it also tells us that another way of understanding this verse verse is that if one is engaged in repeatedly singing the name of Krishna, and when these symptoms come, his heart doesn't change. Then his heart is considered to be like encased in steel, not soft, not tender. These emotions we're talking about, requires a tender heart, a melting of the heart, a melting of the mind, soft. He says, if these changes don't come when chanting and getting these symptoms, then your heart is like steel-framed. There's two ways of understanding this verse. If you're chanting and these symptoms don't come, your heart is steel-framed. Another way, if you're chanting and these come, And you don't change. Your heart is still framed. What it means is that these symptoms can come in one who doesn't have bhav. That is called ruksha in a dry way. Sometimes we can see impersonalists show such symptoms, but they have no love for Krishna. And neophyte devotees, it may come in. You may have had your hair stand on end. You may have felt some tears welling up in your eye, and maybe a drop. This is special dispensation of, of Nam Prabhu of Krishna nam. He give, he give this to beginner he can give, and if he gives that, and then we don't wi- <coughs> willingly. Do what's necessary to go to him. He, he is... Uh, oh, then your heart is still framed. This is the meaning. He's given you encouragement. He's show, given you a sign. Such thing is possible. It's me. Such things are possible in, in, in my name. Taking my name, the whole world can melt, melt. Nothing else is important. Anyone who chants attentively at some point will get a glimpse of this. Nothing like this. Nothing. Nothing. I can nothing is, a, uh, I don't care about anything. Just this. If I could only mind this, well, my life would be successful. You can't keep it. You have our conditioning. Krishna giving some grace. It comes in a neophyte devotee. But then, Sonika says, if your heart doesn't change, it means <laughs> you have to Krishna is fully spiritual. You have to become like him. That means the things that are in our heart, material desires, they have to be they have to be taken out. And if after, after this kindness, kind expression from Krishna, he gives some taste, then we hold back, we don't go. Shonaka says, You got a steel frame heart. How could you do it? How could you not? This way Bhagavatam I mean, embarrasses us into Krishna consciousness. Guru has come and given this so kindly, such opportunity. We could have never thought of such a thing. We may have many plans what we could do with our life, and how it would be successful. Guru comes and just explodes our mind. What what, was, what possibilities lie? Now no, do not take advantage, not to come forward. It means you must come forward. Even even, in, even, it, even, in, it, it, even, an uninitiated person can get such symptoms. If they conclude, I don't need initiation, you see. they don't understand. <laughs> Krishna's given some grace. He's saying, now come forward. Come with good guidance now and pursue this and live in this and let this be the ornamentation of your life, your deha, this singing, this dancing hmm? as an effect and this crying and Hair standing on end and all these things. One day Guru Sri he said. Vishwanath I offer my obeisances to this kind of person. We are all to become like that. To change our life. I have many times said, this is about changing. We have the good fortune, the Guru sets an example for us where to go, how to live, embodying that. And how does he embody that? How does he show that? There are some symptoms, besides these symptoms, and they're more important. And they indicate that there's actually been a change in the heart. Because as I'm mentioning, it can be a singer and a dancer. You can pay people to sing for Krishna. And they can sing sweeter than Agni, at least to the ear. (laughs) And you can also, you can practice crying and such things. These things come from material emotions. Watch a movie and you can can bring tears. The way I'm explaining how these spiritual emotions come, material emotions work in the same way. Hmm? Let me have a slightly different, now sophisticated terminology for this in psychology and so forth. But basically, emotions coming in the mind and it's riding on the life airs and it it contacts these elements and and in this way it'll bring crying or trembling and hair standing on end uh, as the governor, you know, Terminates California, or whatever may be the case. So, let's take India for example. If your movies from childhood, or your stories, or the Mahabharata or this or that, you get emotionally involved in that, and and just like you can go to a, a, a movie about your own culture in the West and it'll cause these emotions, those emotions will come in a person. Doesn't mean that he has bhav. It can be practiced.
0: Or it can come
1: in, 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 in an abbas, chai, like a shadow, or pratibimba, like a reflection of that. It can come in, in, in some person. So, not a singer or not a crier, we're not looking for. We're looking for a the guru. These things may be there. But Vishwanathakavitakura is commented that because this is really an internal affair, most of the devotees, they keep it to themselves. Mahaprabhu, of course, couldn't keep to himself. That is Krishna. <laughs> his whole lila is, is Krishna couldn't keep to himself. This bhava became so great, he couldn't keep to himself. they just come coming, overflowing, going everywhere. Hmm? And his is his eternal associates in connection with him, we hear all these extraordinary things. But Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, our Guru Maharaj, but Bhakti Rukhsita Dev Goswami used to say, if a tear came to his eyes, he would quickly wipe it away. And down the road, somebody else is crying and crying, and so many people are coming. And they come and they get initiation, and go away, and their life don't change. Doesn't change. But if you join the mission of Bhakti Sant Thakur, you had to change. If you join the real current of Bhakti Vinod you've got to change. That's the whole idea of the mission. The mission's there to corner you the to corner you, whether you live in it or you, if you, or you live in connection with it, huh? it's there to corner you, you can't get away. <laughs> it's not just giving the beads, jam, Hare Krishna, study Bhagavatam, this is the Paramahamsa Marg. The hmm. idea of, of the mission was to corner people, they couldn't get away, the ego will be given to death, die to live. You would die in that mission and live a new life. You would go into the fire hmm, at initiation and come out anew. This is the idea. So many activities to keep you engaged in Krishna's service. An expanded idea of Krishna Kirtan to engage the whole world, hmm, all people and their propensities and so forth and so on. This was the idea. So if a tear came, he would quickly wipe it away. That people won't come just because I'm crying and he would sing off-key. People won't come just because I'm a good singer. But to hear what I actually have to say, to see what I'm actually about, and there were symptoms in him, in him, and there will be in others who really have this, which are the symptoms that we should look for. They're not what is mentioned by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in this verse of Guruvastakam. But if we're talking about these external symptoms that he's mentioned, we should know that if they're real, if they really amount to um, Spiritual emotions, then there should be other symptoms there. What are they? Shantir, but kalatvam, viraktir manasunyata, ashabandha samutkanta, sadha nama, uh, na, nama ruchi sadha, hmm? nama gana Sada ruchi, asati stad gunakhyane, priti Basatista le. It's easier in English, but. mm. (laughs) These symptoms, ninefold. Forbearance. Detachment. Not wasting any time. 24 hour service. uh, Prideless. Mansunita. No pride. Ashavanda. Always optimistic. Hopeful, yeah, hopeful, filled with hope, great hope. I know Krishna is merciful. I'm acquainted with him, I know he's merciful. I can't fail. Ashabandha, samutkanta, longing. In in sadhaka, sadhana stage, then our prayers would be, control my mind, give up bad habits, all these things, pray for this. Some little bit of longing as we progress. But Bhava, that's Lolosa mahi. then. The prayers in Bhava are all longing, Samudkanta. Longing for service in the Leela. And that he gets a taste from chanting Hare Krishna, Krishna nam, Naamagana It's always fresh, Krishna nam, Naamagana Chi, Asakti Stadgunakyane. He's attached to hearing about the qualities of Krishna. He likes that. He's attached to that. And he loves, uh, he, he loves to live in a place that is uh, sanctified, the, the monastery, the temple, the Holy Dom. He's attached to these things. Hmm? These symptoms are actual internal symptoms. And we have to trace them out. When we see them, we oh, you know oh, this is, uh, whether he has external symptoms. He may not sing. It's possible. He may not be a kirtanir. He's, he's singing in his heart. The kirtan of Mahaprabhu was always beating, always playing there. He may not show external symptoms of X.D. Magruma Maharaja, Prabhupada, and Maharaja, both similar, following the line of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati but They kept themselves checked. Sometimes Prabhupada would faint in the kirtan. Sometimes he would just stop and we would have to revive him by chanting, two, three, four times, rare occasions. Sometime I saw some tears coming. But what we really saw was his, his faith, his attachment to Krishna Krishnanam, his taste for that, and so forth. His forbearance. I mean, come on. He was dealing with all of us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crude as we were. <laughs> what forbearance he had his detachment to pick up at that age and just leave. Not only family he left, but he left the comforts of Vrindavan, where everything was provided for a sadhu. You could get your chapatis and a place to stay, and to come to you-didn't-know-what, like another planet, to come to New York. All these things we found in him. These things indicate that the sadhakas changed his or her heart got some encouragement, and then took the time and did the work, the willingness to actually change. This is what we This is what we must do. Then our sadhakadeha will be the, all that it, it can be. Then you can find yourself in your Guru's ashram and you can see the fog as the Ganga down here. And you're in an extension of Navadvip Dam. So we offer our respects to Vishwanath Chakravatti Thakur Mahasaya for giving us this great Guru Vastakam and so many wonderful instructions in his commentaries, in his books. Shri Pad Vishwanath Chakravatti Thakur ki jai! Bodhi Vashnabh Guru Paramparā ki jai! jai. Chaisi esi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupāda ki jai. jai! Bhakti Raksa Siddhadeva Goswami Maharaj ki Jai! jai. Bhaktivinoda Puribhad ki jai. jai. Bhaktivinoda Puribhad ki jai.
0: Bhaktivinoda ki jai. ki jai. Bhaktivinoda ki ki jai. Bhaktivinoda